Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is the Hockey Podcast Network. Your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This is the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are back with Season 3, Episode 37, as uh, Andy uh, is, he was MIA, and then uh, I did just get a text message from him, and he is all good, he's hanging shelves, and lost track of what day it was, and to be honest, I lost track as well, Uh, I thought it was Tuesday, because I feel like without Rangers hockey, you kind of, days don't even mean anything anymore. It's just the day without New York Rangers hockey. So uh, when they played last night, I don't know why I felt like their game actually began my week. And I thought yesterday was Monday and I thought today was Tuesday. Uh, you're listening to this on Thursday because today's actually Wednesday. Uh, so with all that confusion... Uh, I'm here and I'm going to rip a solo, quick solo, half hour podcast uh, before we get into the, actually, let's get into the New York Rangers right now. Huge win last night against the Boston Bruins. Just a gutsy come from behind win. You know, it was going to be a slow start. We were going to play mucky. It was going to be disgusting. There was going to be bad turnovers. There was going to be poor passes. There was going to be stints where we can't sustain any pressure we're going to be chasing around you know we're not in shape we you know got to get back into it give a hit take a hit Uh, the Boston Bruins are a tough team to play against when when you're trying to get back in the swing of things they're just a gritty team they like to grind you out Um, they can play physical they got the the players that can beat you and and luckily the New York Rangers had to play a Boston Bruins team without uh Marshawn who as everyone should know has gotten suspended for 6 games so he's in the midst of his suspension and and no Bergeron also uh helps too so you know you got to give credit again where credit is due that the New York Rangers were able to get a gutsy win and you know watching that game it was it was frustrating at times but you know, uh, you have to understand that, you know, in, during the course of a season, when you have a period of play where you haven't been on the ice together in um, a few weeks and teams like Boston and, and even the upcoming uh, game against Detroit, uh, which will be tonight if you're listening to this, you know, those teams have been playing and they're kind of in a groove and you saw the New York Rangers kind of get out to a, a tough start even though they had some shifts where they dominated they did good and 
you know, but overall you, you just kind of saw a sloppy game and it's a pass. You certainly don't want to make something like that a habit and you're going to get buried if you, if you play that way against, you know, a little bit better competition and even competition like the Detroit Red Wings who are young, they're inexperienced, they're up and coming, they have a lot of energy and, you know, when they're healthy, they can beat anybody in the National Hockey League and, you know, you look at players like Larkin that are going to be just a pest. They can play with a lot of speed and, you know, it's just something that the Rangers uh, need to kind of, you know, I, I won't say get out to a, a you know, a quick start, or jump, you know, a jump start to the game on uh, Thursday tonight. But, you know, it's something that they really have to put together 60 minutes if they want to beat the Detroit Red Wings, get a lot of shots on goal, get rebounds you know, grind in the corners, draw some, you know, power plays and, you know, hopefully you get on the board a couple times more than one in which, you know, the New York Rangers were lucky enough to get into overtime with uh, against the Boston Bruins. But, you know, overall, if you look at the New York Rangers shot total, 34 to 32 New York Rangers, uh, we actually beat them in the, in the, on the faceoff dot. Uh, both teams were 0 and one on the power play, uh, you know, uh, hits, we out hit them and it's not surprising. And, uh, you know, I, I thought, you know, giveaways, I thought both teams kind of kind of, you know, were sloppy in their own zones at times. And, you know, we were able to create some turnovers and a little bit of scoring chances. So, you know, overall, uh, again, it's a pass. I'm not going to critique any of the lines. I'm not going to uh, really get into uh, too much detail where players should be playing. Obviously, Kako is out. That doesn't help. Heedle, I thought, you know, he did score. He had a few shots on goal. I thought he actually played pretty, pretty damn well, uh, given that he's been absolutely brutal uh, the last, you know, few months, I feel like. So I'm glad that Heedle was able to contribute and, you know, contribute in a way in which it got the New York Rangers two points. Defense, let's see. We have uh, the Jones and Schneider combo. I thought they played really well. Obviously, Fox was back. That was helpful. Fox and Truba. I thought they were a little, or oh, I'm sorry, Fox and Lindgren. Um, I thought they were a little sluggish, a couple of weird turnovers, you know, just stuff that you would par for the course for, you know, a couple guys, especially Fox has been out for quite a while. Um, but, you know, overall, I mean, nothing to be concerned about. I mean, if you're watching that game, you beat the, excuse me, the Boston Bruins in, in overtime. It is what it is. So the, you know, the goaltending, Igor, it just, it's unbelievable. It really is. I mean, the guy is so emotional. He is so zoned in. He makes incredible save after incredible save. And, you know, there, nothing gets to him except for someone telling him he can't play. And, you know, towards the end of the game, I, I saw a few people mentioning that it was kind of classist hitting the, the side of the glass. And, you got to realize, like, these guys are competitors. This is what they do for a living. You know, that's his net. That's his game. That's, you know, that's his potential win. And he felt that he was perfectly fine. And when you have someone that's, you know, probably not even in the building, or even if they are, they're upstairs sitting in a booth 100 feet away, 200 feet away, telling you, you need to go get checked out by a doctor. It's got to be extremely frustrating. And I don't blame him for, you know, slamming his stick against the glass. I think. That was exactly how most people would react. And, you know, I, I have Igor's back, it, complete frustration there. And, you know, after the game that he was playing and, 
you know, some of the saves that he was making and you saw how dialed in, you almost felt like, fuck, we're fucked now. But, you know, luckily, uh, Georgie stepped in. He was played great, you know, did what he needed to do. Got, you know, got to the shootout and, you know, Igor came back, which I guess you're allowed to do. I mean, if he's cleared the play, he's cleared the play. I mean, you're allowed to, you know, switch goaltenders for the um, for the shootout. Absolutely. So Igor comes back and, you know, it, it the amount of rounds, you know, that he had to face, you know, he lets in the first one. Right. After that, I just felt like he's like, all right, I got this. And, you know, it, it took perfect shots to beat him. There was nobody that was faking him out, deking him. It just felt like he was so dialed in and zoned in that only a perfect shot would beat him. And, you know, he was able to outlast Swayman, whoever the hell that was in net against, the, you know, against us. Of course, the guy's a fucking all-star, but I guess he's playing pretty good because you got a shutout against Ottawa's last game. And now, you know, he's going to come here and uh, uh, dominate in the garden like, uh, you know, a lot of rookie goaltenders do. Yeah, Swayman. 31 of 32 shots. Pretty damn good. Um, so anyway, what do we got? What do we got? Yeah, I'm proud. I'm honestly proud of this team, how they came out and they got a gutsy win. If they play like this three or four games from now, I'm going to be pissed, though. You're going to see the crazy James come out and Andy's going to have to reel me back in because I'm not doing what we did every single night where, you know, Igor bailed us out. You know, that's it. You had... Your one game, get it out of your system. We got Detroit coming up. I got. I got. I want to check out. Uh, I want to check out the schedule here for the New York Rangers coming up because you know Detroit's one of those teams where you know they're probably the only team in the East where they're outside of a playoff spot. But you know, in that locker room, you know they feel like they just have a you know they have a chance. They have a chance to go on a run if they can just reel off you know four or five you know, six wins, you know, out of seven games, you know, they, they might crawl them, crawl back into it. And, you know, the Washington Capitals are on a decline. You never know. You never know with a team like Detroit, you know, very well organization. Iserman obviously knows what he's doing. Uh, you know, they have players that are playing, you know, uh, you know, even I mentioned Larkin before he's having, you know, one of his better seasons, you know, the, just a guy who's kind of maturing in this NHL and playing great. So yeah. So the New York Rangers have, Detroit on Thursday, and then they get two days off, right? They get the Friday and Saturday off, and then you play a game against Ottawa. That's a must-win game. The Detroit and Ottawa game, they're must-win games. Sunday, 5 o'clock, matinee against the Ottawa Senators in Ottawa on the road. You got to be road warriors there. You got to get two points to kind of keep pace with this fucking Pittsburgh team that does not lose. And then you got, uh, you know, the Carolina Hurricanes, which you know are going to be probably in that top spot or that second spot. So, um, you know, Andy made a great point, and we'll discuss this more the next time uh, our next podcast uh, that comes out on Monday. The New York Rangers, I know it's a long shot, but the New York Rangers really need to win the division. They need to win the Metro if they want a shot in the playoffs. We're going to get our, our blanks handed to us, if you know what I'm talking about. I'm dropping F-bombs, but blanking our asses. So that's, you know, where I'm at right now. But, you know, you have the Pittsburgh Penguins and the, and the Carolina Hurricanes that are in the top spot. If you finish second or third in the division, you're going to be playing one of those two teams. I don't want to play one of those two teams. Win the fucking division. Play a wild card team. 
and you put yourself in a great position. Let Pittsburgh and Carolina have to knock each other out. I know I'm dreaming right now. Andy made a great point, and now this is all I'm focused on. This is why every game is important. This is why it's not just good enough to make the you know second or third spot. You want to win the division. It's so important, and the Rangers can do it. It's not that crazy, and they're going to do it when beating teams like Detroit and Ottawa. Then they have a few days off, and guess who they finish the month of February with? They play the Washington Capitals, right? A very beatable team that's on the down and on the dumps. I'm sure they'll play the, the you know they'll play the best game of the season against us. And then you go on the road to play a 3 p.m. game against the Pittsburgh Penguins, which is a game that every single New York Ranger fan should have circled on your calendar because that is going to be a huge game. It could be one of the deciding factors of who wins the division. Yes, I'm giving the Rangers credit that they might be at the top of the standings when the season is done. You never know. This team is gutsy. They've proven us wrong all season. They might be there. But, you know, that's going to be a huge game. And then we play the next, ga- next day, excuse me, uh, uh, the next game. It was a combo between day and game. The 27th against the Vancouver Canucks. So that's at home. I'm sorry. So on the road against Pittsburgh, at home against Vancouver. Two big games to finish off the month of February. And then, you know, and then it's March. And March is jam-packed. If you are a Ranger fan and you love watching New York Rangers hockey, just check out the month of March. You got games the 2nd, the 4th, the 6th, the 8th, the 10th, the 12th. It goes every other day for the first half of the month. They get an extra day off, and then they pretty much go every other day for the rest of the month also with a, with a back-to-back to end the month. So, um, yeah, it, it's going to be tough. And there's a lot of good teams in the month of March. So the Rangers' work is going to be cut out for them. They have a lot to prove. Sorry for breathing into the microphone. I'm just exhausted looking at the schedule that the New York Rangers are going to have to play. They have another Western road trip. Uh, they have, you know, Pittsburgh on the road. They have uh, Detroit on the road. They have, you know, Pittsburgh at home. So they're playing Pittsburgh, you know, over the next month or so. They're playing them three times. Um, you know, and, and then they got teams like, you know, the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Dallas Stars, the Minnesota Wild on the road, Blues on the road, the Jets on the road, Carolina on the road. Uh, the Devils is never going to be an easy game. Uh, you know, the Islanders at home, you know, the Blues twice in the first two weeks of March. Jesus, you know, we got our work cut out for us. So to end the month as strong as possible is absolutely huge. Hoops fans, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NBA is too good to pass up. I'm talking about between the legs, 360 windmill good. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday, as everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NBA team, and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 plus, minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for a full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void were prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text TN Redline 
888-789-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org chat. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK. Not going to lie. Um, one more thing about the game last night. It's, you know a trade is coming. Um, you know, you looked at the New York Rangers roster. They're already kind of hinting at all the changes that are going to be made at the deadline. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, you know, Andy's more of in the know with this. He kind of follows all the, you know, the the Reddit blogs or whatever he listens to. And, and you know, those things are great and all, but it, it's 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 pretty blatant at this point that the New York Rangers are going to go for some forwards to gain some depth. I think they might part ways with Georgie. Uh, there was some interest with the Vegas Golden Knights that like him. Andy mentioned that they're pinched with the cap, so that might come sooner than later. Now that I believe Eichel is uh, ready to get going here, right on the uh, NHL.com front page, it looks like he's ready to go. He's practicing. Going to be very interesting to see what he's able to bring to the, you know the Vegas Golden Knights and see if they can put them over the edge. Giroux. It's pretty much made it official that he's going to be leaving uh, the Flyers. Uh, you know, everyone's pushing that the Avalanche are going to get him. Andy said it was almost a certainty that he goes to the Avalanche. Uh, I don't know if he actually said that, Andy. So if you listen to this and you're saying, I never said that. Well, I just said you did. So, um, but then I saw the Flames entered the chat and someone else entered. Minnesota entered uh the discussion in terms of picking up Claude Giroux for the rest of the season. So, you know, Giroux is going to be on the move. Uh I also want to discuss with Andy today the Toffoli trade I thought was just absolutely insane. Uh if you're the Calgary Flames, I don't know why you'd give that much up for Tyler Toffoli. Uh it's one of those things where, you know, you're probably overpaying for a guy who's been there, done that, you know, obviously won a Stanley Cup. Don't want to really discuss that. Uh, you know, he's a guy that's a veteran leadership, you know, he's a, a role player. He can play anywhere. He's going to do everything for you. Uh, you know, it's just a versatile guy, sort of like our Goudreau. That's the feeling I get, but I mean, what they got probably a better version of Goudreau. I'm sorry. I don't want to, you know, everyone's going to be like, he's a little bit better than that, but you know, it, it's one of those things where it's like, how much are you willing to give for him? And, you know, I, I really wanted to then ask Andy, like, what does this mean for the New York Rangers? Like, are the New York Rangers going to be expected to match some of these offers? If that's like, if that's the standard right now for Tyler Toffoli. And I'll uh, pull up his trade right now because I forget. I know it's a first. It's, it's a couple players, a prospect. Um, oh, God. I'll pull it up. This is bad podcasting to fully trade. Yeah, it's just it's ridiculous. And and I don't know, maybe it's because it's the Flames and you just think the Flames are not going to win. I don't know. I don't know why I have that feeling. I just feel like are they really a Toffoli away from winning the Stanley Cup? Some would say yes. I, I think they're out west and irrelevant. So that's you know how I'm going to approach this conversation. So the Montreal Canadiens traded top winger to Foley to the Flames on Monday in exchange for a 2022 first round draft choice, which is a top 10 projected draft pick, which is insane. A 2024 fifth round pick, which, you know, that's meaningless. Forward Tyler Pitlick and prospect Emil Heinemann. Andy said this 
the prospect's good, but this is a huge haul for the Montreal Canadiens, and they should be certainly happy to part ways with Tyler Toffoli because Montreal Canadiens are done. Like they, there's no hope in them even being competitive this year, let alone so just gain all the assets you possibly can. And you know, I, I, good job, I guess. I mean, I, I just you don't want to see that be the first trade because, like I said, like. Where what this is the standard now? So what the hell would like what is Giroux gonna bring? You know what like what are players like? You know I don't know I I don't now Flurry's getting talked to by Vegas. What like what is I don't know what is Georgie gonna bring? Like who do we have to part ways with to bring in a, a a third line player or you know another defenseman? You know if we want anybody remotely respectable, that's a really good up and coming young player. We're gonna have to give up the entire farm system and this is. It's just crazy. Uh, there's no salary retained in the trade also. So, um, you know, he's in a, also in a second season of a four-year, $17 million contract. So, I don't know. Take it, take it as you think. I, you know, I could be totally off base here, but I just feel like, eh, he went to the Flames. Doesn't really mean anything other than it just fucks the rest of the trade um, talks up in the NHL as, you know, some big names are being thrown around of, you know, even like a Pavelski. I mean, what the hell is Pavelski going to get now? If you're, if you're, if you're the Dallas Stars and you just saw what the, the Foley went for, you got to get Pavelski, right? You got to like trade Pavelski. I'd be looking to trade everybody. Um, I even think the Rangers should be just trade uh, sellers, you know? Trade Heedle, trade Georgie, you know? Trade, you know, you got some prospects. I don't know who you're going to bring in, but now, um, but whatever. Anyway, what else I want to talk about? Oh, the Olympics. Uh, just the so disappointing, Un, uh, like a really disappointing end to the U.S. men's Olympic medal hope, I guess. Right. I don't know if we were an underdog, to be honest. I don't know what any of these dogs looked like in the fight. Uh, the United States seemed to, like they got off to a great start. Right. They beat Germany. They beat Canada. I forget who they played in their first game, but they won that game. Um, They were like the number one seed and. I don't know. I just felt like they had a ton of momentum and then they blow a lead against Slovakia and they lose in the shootout. So they were never even tra- like trailing in regulation in the game they got knocked off, uh, knocked out of. So just a very, very bizarre ending to the United States. I will blame the loss on Quinn. Uh, I question mark if Quinn's even still coaching that team or if he got COVID or if he ever made it to China. I don't even know. Like I said, I really wasn't interested in the men's Olympic hockey. But, you know, when you saw the U.S. doing as well as they did, you know, Connor was just, you know, got a roof for them, obviously. Uh, What the only, you know, silver lining, I guess, to that loss is that the Team Canada lost as well to Sweden in in the quarterfinals. So the the quarter the semifinals are all set they have uh finland is going to be playing slovakia who the u.s lost to and the roc uh a R- russian olympic committee is going to be playing against team sweden in the second uh semifinal i don't know who i want to win I don't want Russia to win. Well, that's for sure. So I bet them, I threw 10 bucks on them to win the whole tournament on FanDuel. Uh, I would use DraftKings, and I urge you to use DraftKings and use our promo code THPN. Uh, DraftKings, for some reason, uh, they won't let me sign up. Like, I get the email. I fill out everything. 
I, I get to the point where it says it's created and then it won't let me access the account. It just says an error message. So it's something corrupted with my email and now I can't like undo my account and redo it. It just doesn't work because I can't go anywhere once I'm in the app signed in through my email. So could I make a separate email and do that? Yeah, probably. But that sounds like a lot of work and something I'm just not interested in. So uh, yeah, the semifinals out of these, well, I already told you, I don't want Russia to win. I guess, I guess I want Sweden to win, you know, a little nod over to Hank, you know, Hank's probably would go nuts if they won, you know, a gold medal, you know, that'd be pretty cool. I guess either Sweden or Finland, that would be uh pretty good. You know, I don't know. Maybe Kako will get, I don't know, inspired by them. Finland winning. I don't know. I'm just anything to get that kid going please all right and then the win but you know the women's hockey is where it's at the gold medal game that we all deserved i think it's tonight i don't know even know what time it is uh change to my time here we go yeah it's at uh 11 10 p.m tonight yep i was right um i don't know why they give you chinese time it's like you know where my ip address is uh the women's gold medal game canada versus the united states uh, U.S. obviously lost to Canada earlier in the preliminary games. You know, U.S. outshot them. Uh, Canada had a hot goalie. They made a ton of saves. You know, I expect this to be an extremely tight game. Uh, I I don't know. I don't know if if the U.S. maybe you know uh, you know are they going to choke? I don't know. Are they like favored? I mean, they absolutely seemed like they outplayed them the first game, but. You know, I feel like Canada's going to remember the last Olympics and, and U.S. is, you know, now the top dog and the title to defend and, and that can make things a little bit tougher. But, you know, obviously, you know, let's go women's hockey. Let's go Team USA. Go get them. We'll uh, nod over there to D2 Mighty Ducks where he says, go USA. Go get them. All right. Uh, what else do we got here? You know, overall, you know, it was uh, it was a grind to make it through that whole, you know, that whole stretch there without New York Rangers hockey, uh, uh, you know, with Kako being hurt and thank God Fox came back and you just hope that there's no lingering injuries there or anything like that. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be quite the journey to the playoffs and, you know, obviously the team, and I've said this before, the team that we have right now, the roster we have right now, I think is going to look different. I think you're going to see the minimum two new faces on this team, possibly three. Um, if things get, you know, if, you know, if things get uh, interesting, I think you might see Georgie gone. I think you might see Heedles gone. I think you might see um, uh, Lundquist gone. Uh, you know, and if things get very, 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 very interesting, you might even see Kako gone. I'll say it. Andy's not here, so I can say whatever I want. Kako could be gone. Um, you know, and then and then it really comes down to, you know, you know, what are the what are the teams around us going to do, right? You know, is Pittsburgh going to somehow create more cap space? Uh, I don't know what their cap is like, but I can't imagine it being very good with. Sid the kid who scored 500 goals, so congrats on him. Uh, scored plenty against the New York Rangers. You know, is Carolina going to make another move? Are they going to shift and try to upgrade? You know, a team that you think has everything, are they going to get even better? You know, 
Um, you know, and then you got teams like Tampa Bay, like how committed are they going into this season? Uh, are they going to try to get creative here? You never know. Florida Panthers, again, another team that might look to make an addition. The Toronto Maple Leafs, a, a semi-incomplete team, certainly will probably be on the move to make some. So there's a lot of teams that probably feel like they're a player or two away from winning a Stanley Cup. You know, and then there's plenty of teams that, you know, maybe their goal is to make the playoffs, right? The Detroit Red Wings and the, you know, even the Boston Bruins are holding on for dear life with, but I think they'll make it, um, you know, point percentage wise, they're right there with Washington. Uh, Washington's getting worse. I feel like Boston will only get better, obviously, when they get Marshawn and Bergeron back. Um, but, you know, and then you look out West, you know, Colorado, Minnesota, St. Louis in the central. Right. All those teams are going to be looking to uh, improve. You know, you got Calgary, Vegas, Edmonton, you know, they're going to be looking to improve, especially Edmonton. You know, they might try to go out and go get someone to finally, you know, you know, with a clean slate in the playoffs and try to get a, a series win. You know, only McDavid's second series win in his whole career. I wrote an article for the morning skate and I accidentally said that he's never won a series. People jumped down my throat. I was like, oh, yeah, they, they beat the Sharks back in, you know, 2000 something. Who cares? Anyway, wild card spots in the West. You know, Nashville might be looking to add someone. They're having an impressive season. L.A. has got a ton of assets that they can part ways with and try to upgrade. Anaheim, I think they're going to be steady Eddie. I don't know if they're going to be true buyers at the deadline. Dallas is probably going to be sellers at the deadline. Vancouver, probably buyers. I don't know with them. But then you got teams like Winnipeg and San Jose who, you know, it's just they're all in this like clusterfuck. It's like, you know, they're either going to be sellers or buyers at the end to try to make it, you know. Um, you know, I think it's just a little bit different than the East. I feel like the East, the playoffs are pretty much set. You have Detroit that has hope, right, a glimmer of hope. And then you have, you know, even though Columbus is right there with point percentage-wise, they're exactly the same. But the, I don't know. There's some aura around Detroit um, and not Columbus. I don't know. Maybe because Detroit uh, has a history of being good, a good organization, and Columbus has been just, you know, I don't know, struggle bus. Who knows? But yeah, that's all I got for you right now. Um, you know, Andy, Andy wishes he could be here. Uh, I know he'd probably have a lot to say about the trade deadline coming up, and you know, his thoughts on the the game against the Boston Bruins um, from the brief. Time we texted back and forth after the game, we we're both kind of impressed with the Rangers' gutsy win, and and hope that you know the Rangers can play a little bit more complete game against the the Detroit Red Wings. But I also know that Andy uh, will probably be watching the women's gold medal game tonight. I don't know if I can make it. Up. I, I I am so tired that I probably won't make it. But um, I will maybe try the first period. It's going to be tough. 11-10 is tough. I mean, Jesus. You know, the 10-30 games you think are tough with the Rangers. And now this is 11-10. It's like you're almost better off, you know, just watching it. Well, I can be on the bus. And you're better off just watching it then. Um, yeah, that's all I got for you. Um, I hope everyone is, uh, you know, excited that New York Rangers hockey is finally back. And, you know, we got a tough month that we're going to have to grind through. And... You know, that's all I got for you. Um, all right. See you later. 
Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod, and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.